And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Stephen, and joining me as always is the beautiful and sexy man, Kyle Redding. I'm not growing out this mustache for nothing. That's what I will be known for one day. <laughs> you know, are you going to keep it going? For a little while. I don't know. I mean, until I get on a watch list or whatever, I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, because people, when we post the pictures of ourselves on the Instagram uh, at Go Fix Yourself Podcast, uh, people were commenting on the stash. And I was kind of like, damn, it does look good. So, you know what? You have my full support to keep going with it. Thank you. Uh, speaking of great mustaches, our guest used to be rocking quite the handlebar mustache, and that was Brock Lindo. Yes, we're very excited to have Brock on the podcast. He's one of the guys that when we were like, hey, who do we want to have on the podcast? Brock. Brock. <laughs> yeah, like his name came up uh, just because we both, uh, with both of our bands, we played with him and we toured with him and we just got to hang out with him, and he's actually, we're so grateful to call him a friend, um, and not just like someone we look up to, but someone we actually get to talk to and, you know, um, share memories with. So we're very excited about this very, very special episode of the Go Fix Yourself podcast with Brock Lindo. And welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the one, the only... Brock Lindo! This was your one chance to hit the clapper thing on your... Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Was that worth all the money? Was <laughs> That's the only reason we got that. Yeah. yeah. Claps and it's fake laughter. It's yeah. got a lot of stuff on there. Um, well, welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, dude. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time to come and talk to us two schlubs about whatever you're doing, because that's what we're we're doing we're just like we're stoked on having people doing cool stuff in alaska right yeah. now thanks for having me it's like not everybody wants to come down at 8 p.m like everybody's got families uh, spouses yeah. all these things but like sometimes this is the only time we can make this work yep. and so we are super thankful when people take out time from their night because yeah. that's that's quality time with family usually for most people it's so. usually bedtime yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because you wake up what time four Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. It's not bedtime though. I in the beginning when I first got the gig, yeah. I was like freaked out because I was like 4 a.m. That's when I used to sometimes go to, go to bed. Think yeah. about bed. Yeah. And uh now I'm getting up at four. And so I was like 7 30, I'd have to be in bed. I'm like freaked out. Like oh, I gotta man. get my rest. Yeah. But now I'm there four years and uh 10 30, 11 is cool. Okay. That yeah. gets you enough sleep. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody kind of what what you're doing that makes you wake up at four. Yeah, I am the co-host of the Bob Rock show on K-Whale now. Well, yeah. Bob Rock. Who came Bob up Rock. with that? was Bob Lester came up with that. <sighs> I can't remember, to be honest. Bob Rock. It was Bob and Brock. Yeah. Like, it's, it's been kind of every, every uh, different version of his show. He's been doing it for 30 plus years. Bob so it was Mark, Bob and Mark, Bob, Bob and Chad. Chad. 
Bob and Brock. Yep. And then just kind of so we just morphed. It. Yeah, I yeah, like right. it. I we like morphed. it. Uh, and so let's talk about like because so you know my mom listens to this podcast Hi, and mom. we always we always give her a shout out because and it, she doesn't know who we know and so I'm like all right picture. My mom, who you don't know who what she looks like, but picture her and kind of tell her what you do as far as how you got there. And so, like, you're you work on the radio show, but like, what was before that? Like, where how where are you going? And then we'll get into the future in a little bit, but kind of just talk about like what you've done to get to the radio show and so on and so forth. Let's see. Well, a fun fact that a lot of people probably don't know is about 20 years ago, I interned on the Bob and Mark show. No way. Ooh. Yeah, so this Full is circle. pre-internet. And uh, I used to go and get the Anchors Daily News for Mark and circle the sports stories for him to for the sports segment of the show. Oh, dang, oh. you got history with that show. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've known Bob for well into 30 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I knew your history went back far, but I did not know it went back that far, um, which yeah. is kind of... It's kind of cool because you can hear it when you listen to you guys. You can hear that you guys have history. Yeah. It's funny. He got kind of sober right when I met him. So I don't have any like party history with Bob. <laughs> so he does have this whole other life that he talks about yeah. sometimes. And I'm like, damn, I missed that. Because I also had pretty wild life at which times. Is, which is interesting because like he's always <clears throat> talking about like partying or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't? Not now, no. Oh, good No, for not him. since like 90. Two, three, something like that. Oh wow! Or maybe ninety-five, somewhere in the mid nineties. Sure. Anyway, good that, for him because, like, that's I think that's one of the tougher things for me being around like music and all that stuff. Because he, as well as you, like, are doing a lot of concerts this summer. As far as like yeah. emceeing and being there and hosting and promoting, and I'd love to talk to you more about that too. But like, when I'm around that stuff, I'm like, well, I want a beer. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have another beer. And yeah. I'm gonna have another beer. And I'm all right. Let's just do one more beer. I'm not driving, so yeah. Let's just <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. So that's kind of tough. So kudos to Bob for doing that. Yes. Yeah. Let's go back to at least like the genesis of why yeah. everybody probably knows you. Uh, okay. Let's see. 1989. I was in my first band, uh, Hessian. Hessian. Yeah. At What's Dine, that? Diamond What's that? Rush? The Russian? Uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, the there's a, Hessians are Russian spies. There's a messed up story about that because okay. back then in the 90s when the Raging Cage was open and that was like the first all-ages like okay, yeah. rock metal club, oh, everything. There was DJs and all kinds of stuff uh, playing music there. There was a pretty decent-sized skinhead community here. Oh, what? Yeah. Here. And, and I'm talking about the Red... Uh, the suspenders, you know, oh, the wow. red boots. Like what you see in like a yeah. British yep. movie. We had them. And uh, huh. for some reason, and we were just doing like Metallica and Slayer covers. Sure. Uh, some, some, uh, just a, a, all covers. Sure. I think we had, one, we did have one original. One OG. My yeah. very first original song was called Guarded Wings. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't. Like no, we don't wish we had any recordings. <laughs> oh, dude. But I would love to play that right now. It must be pretty, pretty brutal. I can't remember it too great. But anyway, that, that, uh, the cage had this steel pole in the middle of it. Now it's a church. It's right across the street from, um, the carousel lounge. So, uh, referring to. Bernard. Yes. It's, uh, Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something heart, something city. Uh, Church refuge of Love. City. Church. Oh, Refuge City. Refuge okay, City. There. That yeah. was the Raging Cage. Oh. So anyway, the, our shows, we would play with hypothermia. Oh, we wow. were lucky to open for them a few times. They were the big yeah. dogs here. 
and there would be tons of skinheads. Oof. And then did you know T.C. Ottinger? Hopscotch. No. Um, he was in a bunch of great bands. T.C.'s great. Uh, he's the one that told me about Colonel Hess, mm. who was in, like, the German Nazi army. Yeah. And he figured that's why these dudes were... It was something like that. So, Hess. 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 Some, anyway. Oh. And they were in the, the followers or the army dudes were the Hessians. Okay. Come to find kind of out. Weird. We are a bunch of idiots that named our name after a skinhead <laughs> followed. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, yeah, we became stump grind shortly stump after. Stump grind. Because I went to hockey camp that summer. And uh, let's see. That's went to Minnesota hockey camp. And then uh, there was like all these signs for stump grinding. And I didn't even know what that was. It was some kind of tree removal now that right. I know. But uh, yeah, so then the band was Stump Grind. Stump Grind's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And and how old were you when this was going on? That's probably tenth grade. Okay, so that high was the school, next year, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so you're young enough to to have a stupid band name that you didn't know the background. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's not like it was last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, tenth the, grade. Hey, my stuff. band name is still Thera, so I'm still like, uh, oh, it's a great name. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I you don't like it. When I first joined the band, I was like, uh, guys, we need to change the name. I was like, people don't know how to say it. They just yeah. came out with Thera That's flu. the thing. They're sure. like, Thera, yeah. therapy? Thera? Like, Therapeutic? Yeah. You know, the raw, like, they didn't know how to say it. So it's like, let's would, just get yeah. rid of that and then come up with a new name. So we actually, for like maybe a couple of weeks, we tried to come up with a band name. But Guarded it was just Wings. Like, <laughs> Guarded Wings. Uh, <laughs> we, went, we went through everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, we didn't find anything. And it was like, by that time, it was like kind of, we were already gaining a little momentum in mm. the scene up it's here. Yeah. So we were just like, ah, whatever. But yeah, yeah you got to change everything. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I, I like it now, of course, but it, cause it's like, you know, I've got tattooed and all that stuff. <laughs> but at the same time I was like, when I first joined, I was like, oh, come on guys, let's change it. Looking at it. It looks like Thera. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thera is a little, yeah. It's almost like you have an impediment. I know. And that's what I said. Like, they're like, how do you say it? And I'm like, oh, how do you say, how do you want to say it? And they're like, there, I'm like, there you go. Buddy. Yeah. There, you, <laughs> there go. you go. There you go. So it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. So you got like, I, I knew you had ties of course to the music industry up here for a long, 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 long time, but I didn't know you went that far back. Yeah, bro. So you were ninth, you were 10th grade. You had your second band. Stump same, grind. Dudes. same dudes, same dudes, same dudes, but band. stump grind. And actually, the next band, which was the big band, the Daisy Chain. Daisy oh. Chain? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's actually a pretty good name. Daisy Chain, yeah. And we didn't even know what that was <laughs> until my uh, engine shop teacher asked yeah. me if I knew what a Daisy Chain was. And I didn't. Do you guys know what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, 70s porn. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about like Daisy Chaining Not together. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. thing. But in, yeah. in the 70s porn world, it's it was- like human you know, centipede? Each, kind of, but- Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> better yeah. than human sex. <laughs> yeah. Not as a little dirty. bit more yeah. romantic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was, uh, well, you guys know Yukio, Joe Kanashiro? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. He was the drummer mm. in Daisy Chain. No way. Yeah. And he did all the flyer art. Oh, of course. Which he, he has art, He's so his art company now, Met Alaska, right? Yeah. Him, him and yep. Joe. Yeah, him and Joe. Yeah, so, uh, and that was it. That was high school. So what did you do in those bands? Just saying. Oh, just saying, man, I got a good start for you guys. Oh, I Just like that. thought of something. 11th grade, there was a battle of the bands. Oh, I hate that. And bands. you have to go after school and 
band sing to like maybe or play with your band one song to like maybe six teachers uh-huh. at this like eight foot table in the cafeteria. And this band right before us called Hatred, which was like a little bit probably better, you know, a little bit more metal. They had the eight ball for the eight. Uh, hatred, yeah. Oh, like hate breed. Yeah. Uh. They had it on their kick drum too. So I remember like that's the first time I saw Ooh. like a local band with uh, their own. so fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. So uh, <laughs> anyway, you had to bring a PA, but I didn't know that. And we had a dinky PA in our, I think I, I sang out of a Roland, Roland combo amp is what my PA was. Hell oh. yeah. yeah. Like a 120. Oh my gosh. So uh, the, the band, I knew the singer, Leon Dwiggins, just he, old school. Uh, he's, I was like, hey, can I borrow the PA just to do our song? He's like, dude, sorry, my mom's coming to pick me up. I got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, no biggie. So I'm like, well, what are we going to do? And <laughs> my guitar player, Jason Bowden, says, uh, dude, just go in front of that table and just yell. Oh, and I'm like, gosh, wow, that is metal. Okay. <laughs> and we're, we're doing, get this Slayer's mandatory suicide. Oh, that's what we're covering <laughs> for the battle of the bands. Oh, so gosh. I am, I, I can't even believe I did it to be honest, yeah. but I did it. And I stood right in front of that table and I'm like, murder at your every footsteps, a child's door, sudden death. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, Oh God. And, I went through the whole damn song, yelling at the <laughs> teacher at the table while they're back there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, ballsy! Yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't make it. You didn't make it. Nah, <laughs> we didn't make the cut. But I did that. You got on a watch list real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That Brock exactly. kid. Uh, <laughs> thought you said he was a hockey player. What the hell? Yeah, we're gonna have oh, to watch man. that one close. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh man, that's that, a good memory. That is funny. So you were you were a singer for these bands. How did you get into singing? Mm. How did you? And then like I'm really curious because you, I'm a sucker for lyrics. Yeah. And so like, how did you refine that process? Your writing process. So basically, it's two questions in one. How did you get into singing? And then how did you form into writing? In ninth grade, um, one of my best friends was in a band called the Devil Square Dance Cult. And they did. That is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is metal. And they did a bunch of Metallica covers. And so I loved Metallica. I yeah. saw them like two summers before that here. Here at Salt And it just changed my life. And so. Um, Wait, was that the one where like the speakers yeah. on fire? So yeah. you were there. Yeah. Oh, man. I just. I, I got know. to the very front and James Hetfield, he used to pour beer on the front row and to the people and I got a little bit on my lip <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and we had a moment oh, yeah. where he looked at me and he was like, yeah. And I was like, what? Oh my God, yeah. dude. That's been Heck my dude you? forever. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's how I got it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the singer was sick and I guess maybe he, I can't really remember if he was that into it or for not. The devil square dance cult cult. Yep. That was great. Every Metallica song. And uh, so they knew some Metallica songs. So they're like, hey, do you want to sing one? And I was like, I know the songs I've never sang before. (laughs) Yeah. We became Hessian that day. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't remember the, if there was any conflict, I don't remember there being any. Yeah. Because the singer, I believe, was Aaron Cook, who's my buddy, and we played soccer together, and I played with him all through high school. So I don't remember there being any beef. You were just like, I've never sang in front of people before. Oh, yeah. And so you just walked right up and started. Belton, your we were just in a little room. Okay. But we played parties. Like, we played a bunch of parties all through oh, high school. And in yeah. the beginning, I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah, terrified. Like, with lyrics, 
on the side of the stage yeah. singing yeah. from there. And actually, my sister, Natasha, mm-hmm. was the one that told me, dude, what are you doing? Get up front. And I was like, okay. Go, and I, she's the one that made me get up front. <laughs> the only thing that I was really great at at school was I'm really good speller. And okay. so I liked like creative writing. Oh, that's cool. And, and, and there was a lot of poetry writing and that type of thing. And then um, I spent every summer fishing and cooking with my dad. So I got really into like journal writing and, and all that stuff. Yes. Journal writing, Kyle. That's what I've been I've talking about. I've never said it's bad. I, I just know. don't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I kind of got that from Henry Rollins because I was really into reading yeah. Rollins books. And he was a journal I entry every Rollins. day. Yep. Yeah. So- Although he's super negative, and I was trying not to be that negative. It's like, damn, Henry. (laughs) Somebody give this guy a sandwich or something. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how I got into, like, lyric writing and stuff. It was just, like, creative writing, spelling, books. Cool. Things like that. Love it. So a lot of your your original songs, besides all the covers and stuff, like, they they seem to be very tied into Alaska, which is leading to kind of probably the next band. I'm assuming yeah, after yep, Daisy yep. Chan. And dun, 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 Metallica. And so 36 Crazy Fists. That, you know, that's what I think you, Stephen, yeah. and I both grew up kind of listening to. I remember going to see concerts yeah. as a younger kid and being like, I don't know what, I don't even play guitar yet. Yeah. And I'm like, I like metal. Yeah. And it was like some of the first metal concerts that yeah. I ever saw in my entire life. Yep. Same. And it was just so cool that like full circle and here we're sitting, like we've actually done a song together yeah. for my band. I was like, thinking about that earlier. I know. Just like the world's crazy, but a lot of those lyrics have a lot to do with Alaska. Yeah. And, and so how did you, you're writing from, like you're saying, you spent the summers fishing and all these things. And it kind of seems like that's all intertwined. Yeah. Um, like, how did you come up with some of the songs? Was it usually being out with family or just kind of writing about Alaska in yeah. general? Mm. Like, like this song's called Kina. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Or yeah. yeah. At the end of August. I, yeah. that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Cause our birthday's at the end of August. Uh, That's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And at the end of August bitch. is when I would be done fishing. Right, so right. I could get That's back a, with my buds. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, the the whole Alaskan thing, I think I was always just trying to make sure I knew what I was talking about. Sure. You know, I didn't, I don't yeah. remember if it was like Kurt Cobain or somebody that I kind of liked was being interviewed and he was like, I don't even know. They don't mean anything. And I yeah. was like, what? Oh, yeah. It, it, I'm not sure if it was Kurt, but sure, it, it but. was something, someone that I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, what? and I also dig when songs are open to interpretation because that's yeah. cool too. I didn't know that. Master of Puppets was about cocaine. Sure. Now I do. Yeah. But uh, you chop, know your that, bre- Steven? chop your breakfast in I the mirror. I did not know that. That's why all the kids listening, watching Stranger Things, and that song comes on. Yeah. Like, you know the song's about cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to make sure I knew, and I was always a vague, vague writer, I think. I never wanted it to be very blatant. Sure. So I think I had a good balance of like my love for Alaska and heartache. Yep. Which was very popular in the nineties to yeah. talk about your heart being broken oh, yeah, yeah. here and there and people can relate to those things. And I was definitely emo, living in those emo things. Was high. Yeah, well yeah. yeah emo- definitely it was like it was emotional stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was never worried about that tag. I noticed that my daughter like they're all emos, dad, and I'm like, you don't even know what that is. Yeah. She's in eighth grade now. So right. she's learning the things, but they have a different tags for things like 
They're calling emos like goth, goth kids. kids. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's switched like, now. It's, it's yeah. I, I didn't know that. It's weird. Yeah, I'm trying to help her with it, but she. But doesn't, I mean, like, I guess, want to hear about it for me. I guess right. back in the day when you would like see a kid with, with the like, swoopy hair, the swoopy hair, the mm-hmm. black hair, and then he would be kind of with the emo kids. Yeah, but now so I kind of get that. Yeah, they call yeah. them goth kids. I guess now. I can kind of see weird. how it got there. Anyways, it mutated. Um, Thirty six taking off, and I mean that was probably what year. We moved in 96, I believe, uh, to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we actually couldn't get a place in Seattle, so we moved to Port Orchard, which is like right past Tacoma um, towards the water. So we we knew a girl from high school that her mom was in real estate. And she got us a rental house because we couldn't uh, we couldn't find anything in the city. Yeah, and I wasn't twenty one yet, so uh, that also kind of sucked because everybody's going out partying. <laughs> like, You're the uh, kid. See you guys when you get back. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Aww. but uh, that didn't didn't seem like that lasted that that long. But there was definitely a period of that. So yeah, we went down there and um, couldn't really get gigs. Me not being twenty one, but we practiced a lot in the house and. We had a killer house that overlooked the water. Oh, right. Uh, Bremerton was right across the... That's the, so cool. So there's like the military ships there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was cool. And then we had some friends that had moved down to Portland. The TS Scream guys were down there. And uh, I don't know if you guys knew like the sleeve guys, but that was like Eric Cross and um, Brian McLarence, Rayson Clay. I know the names. Yeah. yeah. They were in Portland. And they're like, hey, come down here. It's uh, there's a lot of new band nights, so we did that, and uh, that's kind of where more shows definitely started happening for us there, and got some exposure there. Yeah, yeah we've both been down th- that beginning <clears throat> road with bands, and living like like you don't have a dollar to your name, like oh, yeah. living in another state, and there's but something you always ab- have money for beer. Always have money for yeah. beer yeah. and like the van life for a little bit. And of course we didn't do it as long as you, but like there's just something magical about that time of having nothing and no money, yeah. but having like the time of your life being oh, yeah. with like, yeah. you're just doing something that everybody else would be like, that's awesome, but I'll never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just something about yeah. playing music every night. Well, yep. I think that it takes a, a lot for someone to actually do that. Yeah. To make that jump. I everybody mean, talks about that from here. Exactly. And so you're always like, well, you know, do you really want to make it? Like, well, do what it takes. And you sometimes it's going to suck. But, like, also being in that moment, you knew you were a part of something special, right, in the beginning. Yeah. As, like, for, for me, it was, like, I just wanted to do it because I wanted to be, a, like, a rock star, right? Yeah. And so I was just, like, I knew this was something special. And so if, I, if they moved, I'm moving with them. If they go over here, I'm going to do that with them because this is something I like. And then for the first, you know, I, in, my, in my whole 20s, I was, like, going with that band era. I mean, still am sort of, but I mean like, um, I didn't make a a thousand bucks the whole time. Like not even a thousand bucks. It's basically like living free. Like you're, you're making enough to pay for everything, but you're not making money. Yeah. It's like a cover expenses, but, but it's always fun because you just know like you're doing what you love to do and like writing songs and like, playing music and performing. I, I don't know how it is for you, but like performing for me was always like, you know, that was what I was like passionate about yeah. just getting up on stage. Exactly. And we've talked about that on this podcast with a few other people. And, and it's like <clears throat> performing was like my, like I wanted to do that more and more and more and more. Yeah. And so that was just fun to kind of like 
you know, ride that white dragon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so as somebody that's played hundreds, if not thousands of shows, like, is there a couple shows that stick out in your head that oh, like, were some of question. your favorites, question, like they don't have to be the biggest, but I know you've played in front of some massive crowds, right? Like, yeah, I don't think the band was at its best <clears throat> when we did this. And years later, I th hopefully we got much better, but we sold out the Egan, uh, our first time we played it. You and with the help, the Egan, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, wow, yeah, and that was uh, that was very special, like just coming coming home, home to yep. do all that, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I don't remember what year that is, maybe oh four. And what's that like three thousand, four thousand people, yeah, 3,700, I think, yeah, it's still really That's, good. or thirty two hundred, man. I, I, I can't I, remember three thousands in my head, but yeah, because I, I what, some of the biggest shows that I played with you guys was Zombie Fists. Yeah, those were always great. <sighs> yeah, those. Yeah. Man, I still go back to our YouTube channel and watch some of those videos from like our <laughs> when performance. You guys were Braveheart. When we, we were Braveheart, Braveheart. we were uh, we did Wizard of Oz, Star we did Wars, Star Wars, yeah. and we did um, it was always Gangnam fun. Style. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny to see the costumes for that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you guys, you did Misfits one year. You did, you were uh, Escaped Convicts. We did the Lumberjacks. Oh, yeah. The Lumberjacks. Uh, we were the Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. I, think I, I don't remember that. I, I think that think was I... the year we played it because we were the Russian, or not Russian, we were the beer um, wearing the Lederhosen. Oh, nice. oh yeah. that's right. I do remember you guys wearing that, yeah, but I wasn't there. I saw pictures. Yeah. Interesting. Good yeah. concerts. But so that was, that was a great one because, you know, that was here and all the cooch shows were always great. But, uh, and then of course the download festival was like, before it was oh, a download festival, man. you know, it's called Castle Donington. They had the monsters of rock in that place is extreme hollowed grounds. So when we played it the first time, uh, it was just mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were in a tent. How many people? Uh, the tent maybe was like 20,000. That's so oh much. Yeah, oh, gosh, it was as many people as I'd ever seen. Oh for my sure. gosh! And, uh, but that's not even as many as you played for. No, we here. played four more. T we played it five times, and we played the main stage of the other four times, which was great. You know, and uh, you know, one hundred twenty thousand people, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that makes me just smile. a sea just of a, people. It wasn't that's really so great cool. for our band because we're like such a small live band. With that, yeah. we didn't have like the lights and the smoke and the yeah. fire, which you know, that helps in situations. Yeah, and no, the other problem sure. with that is the fans are... The distance, right? Man, 300 feet from the stage, it right. seems like. You know, they're so far away. So you're just like humans <laughs> on display. Yeah. But it was incredible. You know, just a, yeah. what a feeling. It, you know, it was always done in a flash. Half hour sets, you know, 25 oh, minutes yeah. or whatever it was. But it was great. Not so th those were always very special. Not enough. What's some things that have gone bad in shows for you? I mean, I'm sure you've had all sorts of... Oh, man. Like... <laughs> Electric like, fail. You ever like, pooped your pants oh, yeah, while singing? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. More than once. Oh, no. Then, yeah, I had food poisoning more, oh, than, more than once. No. And the show must go on. And it yeah. seemed like every little scream, you're getting a, oh, God. Uh, Here comes oh, the old stomp, a stump grinder. Yeah, right. that was bad. Um, I actually, I actually um, lost my, I only like really lost my voice really bad one time and it was before download oh. we played in sheffield the night before and i felt something pop oh no it was really strange and <clears throat> freaked me out and the next day i was just like my voice was just gone and the craziest thing was what i found out that these things are real these rock docks <clears throat> that are on these festival grounds uh i went and saw one and uh i got a shot in the shoulder and one in the butt 
and one was a steroid, and one was a vitamin B, B shot, I believe. Really? Twelve or something, like dude. That? I'm telling you. An hour later, my voice was pretty, pretty decent. Like what? not great. <laughs> like not great in the sense that the first thing yeah. I did was, "What's up, download?" <laughs> no, no music yet. So I was like, no, yeah. I've been talking to God for at least two hours before I went out there. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, yeah, that was not. But anyway, got through it, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was brutal. I'm sure you're the only one that remembers that um, moment. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what about tour stories? Do you have any like like because that's the one thing I've noticed when we were on tour together. Cause we still, so for the people that don't know, uh, my band Thera went on tour with your band yep. and in the UK, yeah, which very expensive, but also very worth it because yeah. it was like so much fun. First off, we're with you guys, which yep. who we love. Mm-hmm. And also second off, it was like, we're in the UK and yeah. we're exploring a city every night and like doing stuff different that we've never done before you yeah. have good memories nice. and it was just kind of fun yeah but we have a lot of stories like playing thecla in bristol one of my favorites oh my gosh one of my i could favorites. talk about that venue i actually only played it that one time with you guys really yeah oh we were so fortunate that yeah that was the first time i ever heard dude, of that place you, did you ever hear us talking about this i don't think so bro it's like a stationary boat on the water on like yeah. in bristol Okay. And this boat has been converted to multiple venues inside. Yeah. I think it had like at least two stages. We were in the hole. So we were like maybe in the <laughs> yeah. biggest room they probably had there. I think so. I think so. it looked like they might do some stuff on the deck up top. Yeah. Cause like I remember Mason, cause like Mason was practicing before, just kind of like getting his fingers warmed up. And he was in like this other room. He was on the poop deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that sounds laughs> yeah. yeah. But I remember them also being like, the 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 staff because not everybody did this was like hey you guys need laundry done and we were like oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah do. everybody does <laughs> and so they did our laundry for yeah. us which was so nice but then it was just such a fun show and then we yeah we almost got in a fight afterwards it's these, these, these those little things that like like oh my gosh I forgot that and then it leads to another thing oh my gosh that happened yeah and then like you know it was just a uh, one thing after another so is there any like tour stories that like stick out to you. Or uh, scary ones? Do you guys yeah. ever get robbed or anything like that? No, nope, no. Oh, that's good. No, nope. got in a lot of altercations, <laughs> <laughs> as young men do. <laughs> but uh, nope, nothing, nothing like that. I do know that um, after my mom passed in uh, 2011, uh, we took a break. Like mm-hmm. we didn't do another record until 15. Time and trauma yeah, came I out in, in 15. So. When you guys came out with us, that was kind of like after that break. Yep. Which I think it had a different feel to me. I, I, a lot of things had happened in my personal life that, you know, were difficult, very challenging for me. So I was like just kind of floating around, very fragile, mm. uh, not, not who I was usually, I think. So I was rebuilding myself at that time. So I don't really remember anything that clear except for when I went to South Africa, uh, in, I think it was 2017, um, went there, got picked up at the, at, that was the time I was doing the beer show with Chris Moore. Oh, so man. the promoters, yeah, we had some good times. With you it too. Uh, the promoters knew I was into craft beer. So they picked oh, me nice. up at the airport. And for some reason, I'm the only one that went with those guys. I don't remember why everybody else didn't go, but 
So I went to this place called Beer World, and it was like, <laughs> as you can imagine, I am in. Yeah. yeah. And it was oh, like beers baby. from everywhere. So oh. I'm just loving it. You know, yeah. of course, you get with those dudes who think you're like a craft beer expert. And I'm just like, dude, I drink highlights. This but, is good. But I like it. <laughs> you know? Oh, the, this note, these notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mosaic hops. Of course I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, which I had learned, but that was my role right. on the beer show. Right. I was the average beer drinking guy. And yeah. then Chris Moore knew a lot more about it. And then we'd have the real a experts guest. like John Burkett yep. and guys like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I went back. This doesn't really have anything to do with the beer, but maybe I was a bit intoxicated from the 17 hour flight from Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I came back to the pool, grabbed some beers. This is like three in the morning. No one's up. And I go to the pool I look up and the moon is directly above me, not in a trajectory at all, directly above you. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And I just remember I started crying. I got really emotional. I was like, I could not believe that my band was in, in Africa. Yeah. It was so mind blowing. And and I think throughout that night, I was talking to so many people that were like, oh, you know, I met some people there that were like from Mozambique that were like very black tribal looking people that you were like, do you, have you ever heard metal? Like you, it just didn't look yeah. like what I had grown up seeing those guys on like yeah. national geographic. Yeah. They aren't listening to 36. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And these dudes were like, well, we're from Mozambique. I've been listening since I was 12. And I'm like, what? Wow. That is so my, and it was so special. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. So there, there was, that was a very profound moment for me touring. A lot of emotions there. And that's another thing. So on this podcast, we like to talk about like mental health, right? Because like a lot of guys, I feel like don't talk about mental health. We also talk about like, and then like, so I commend you for the saying, like you were crying over that because that is like something like is very powerful, but like you would never hear a guy who's into metal being like, yeah, I cried over being in Africa. Like that's so cool. First off that you were there, but also that you would say that too. But that is a really cool moment. I feel like that for anybody who would go anywhere. I mean, even for us to go to UK, I think we had one person, (laughs) one person or maybe two. No, 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 that's not true, man. That was also the, I know what you're going to say. Sorry to cut you off. That's okay. But one of the cool things that I remember about that tour was watching how your fan base was building almost yeah, every night. There was, there was. It was cool to see that. I think it definitely helped that we were like out for the whole time. Yeah. And then like, so people would be like, oh, who's this band yep. before them? And so they would look us up. Yeah. And I remember seeing Ricky got one clip and there's a video on YouTube of like some guy in Bristol, in Thecla, like screaming our songs yeah. with Ronnie, which <laughs> I was like, that is so, and like, I remember to this day, Steph and Ronnie will talk about that one guy. And he came up to us afterwards, can't remember his name, but that was like the most meaningful thing that people would actually like give us the time of day. And it was just so meaningful. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you've heard of this. Yeah, it's nothing like, better than that. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool, man. It is a very like, like humbling, but also really amazing experience. Okay. So you're in 36 for a while. You do that damn thing. And then now you're kind of into your radio show. Yeah. Um, but then also you have this other endeavor. I kind of want to get into right now, okay. which is, I think kind of a big deal because a lot of, you guys are just so busy with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like concert promotion. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So how did that happen? How did it work? <clears throat> Who are you working with? And like, what exactly, how, I mean, the logistics, I don't even want to know how many, like, cause you bring it up like 
30 bands this yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so in and out I think uh, I've always kind of liked the other side of things, like the promotion side of it. I mean. Yeah, you were really a, good at it. I had a, no, thanks. I had a part of, you know, do starting the summer meltdowns. Mm. And, uh, you know, so just knowing kind of not a lot about the other side of the fence, but dealing with it as a, as a tour manager for years, because I yeah. tour managed our band. Um, it just seemed like something that I wanted to do after touring was no longer really fun for me. Yeah. So, um, a couple years ago, a dude, uh, that I went to high school with Roger Briley, uh, he was doing some concert promoting and I was like, he's the quarterback of our football team. Like, I don't know Roger as a music guy. Right. So yeah. he's like, Hey, will you meet me for lunch? I got some, some music questions for you. Yeah. When I met with him, he was, uh, he had just brought up or he was bringing up alien ant farm and saliva and this is back in 2020. Yeah. This is right in like right after COVID started. Okay. Yeah. You're right. So he had these bands coming to the Palmer raceway and he's like, I need to, I don't know what I'm doing help me out. And he's like, Roger's killer at what he does. Yeah. And I'm pretty decent at what he I'm does. Real, he does real good. Yeah. So what we do now, like that was like kind of the beginning of it. And then we kind of joined forces with far North promotions. And then last summer we, we tried to do a lot more, but it's funny trying to get these bands to come up here is difficult. And especially if you're in a certain price point, Yeah. because you don't want the tickets to be astronomical where people don't want to, you know, pay for it. Yeah. But you also, when you don't have those big bands, you're in a 25,000 to $40,000 range. And those bands, some of them you'll get a slam dunk with. Some yeah. of them are like, what? I haven't even heard of them. What's, oh, I know that song or whatever. So we tried to do like rock bands, obviously. We did Everlast last summer, which was great. Yeah, downtown uh, Anchorage. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was killer. Yeah. Um, the biggest one was uh, Saving Abel which is kind of like a Southern rock band. And they had maybe like, we had like close to 2000 for them. And then wow. the middle was this band called 10 years who I feel is like criminally underrated. I don't know if you guys know them. I've heard their song on yeah. the radio. I think. Yeah. So they're like, they, they're like somewhere in between like tool and the Deftones. Like yeah. they're, they're doing that kind of thing. But um, that was, that was decent too. But anyway, um, and then fast forward to this summer, we had more time to like figure things out, but a lot of bands had, had hadn't been working since COVID so they were booked for this year and a lot of next year. Oh, wow. So we couldn't get, like, we were going to try and get big bands in the street again downtown. Really couldn't get any of them. Uh, and sent, and then one band that we, we were going to get was on the same weekend of Salmon Fest. Mm. And we would have had to charge probably close to 100 bucks a ticket to afford them. And you just, even though they were totally different than the bands that are playing out there, there's just not enough people yeah. to be like, you don't want to be. Yeah. You want to make sure there's something a clear, yeah, sure. clear that, calendar. That's always something because I've only done, I've only been on the concert promotion side once with yeah. like with when I brought up Emery, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And like out of all the fucking days, I picked the day that fucking Whitechapel, right? So you got another, you got a screamo band, uh, and then you got a metal band over here. And of course, like everybody's like, where was Whitechapel at? Coots? At Coots. Keegan. No, well, they, no, they did. Coots. Oh, they were at Coots. Coots and yeah, yeah. Club Millennium. Or That's because yeah. Sarah, Sarah brought them yeah. up. Yeah. Heavy. And so, yeah. But it was like still like, I was like, I didn't know what I was Where'd doing. Where'd you put Emery? At the church? Yeah. We were at Change Point because they gave it to us for free. What's their auditorium like? Oh, you can fit. I mean, it's pat. Like, it's yeah. big. Like it's real big. But I mean, it just like, it was at a church. That was hurt, the same which time. Which hurt us. Same day. 
Because I yeah, saw same Whitechapel. day, September 10th. Did they come twice? 2000, or September, yes. They came twice, I think. <clears throat> okay, but anyway, it was the them. same day because I remember people being like, oh, I wish I could go. I already bought tickets to Whitechapel. Or <laughs> I think it was Whitechapel. It could have been someone else. But it was definitely a big band that Sarah brought up. And I was just like, oh, man. So it's stuff like that that like you have to be very aware of. And so like looking at Salmon Fest and being yeah. like, all right, yeah, I guess. I mean, Salmon really Fest has got it locked down. They yeah. got the camping. They got, you yeah. know, it's just they got a good thing Ambience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I dig the promotion game, though. It's yeah. cool. And I think next summer is even going to be better for us. Mm. Yeah. little sneak peek. Can we get anything? Uh, actually, just all the bands I tried to get this summer. Yeah. I re- connected with their agents this week actually and uh everybody's on board for trying oh. to make it work for next summer so That's sick. yeah i, I won't say it because you yeah know. yeah you, you don't know contracts aren't signed or yeah, anything exactly. um okay so you're non-stop dude you got the radio you have music you have promotion stuff what is next on the list anything exciting that you're looking forward to anything um on the hmm. horizon any projects that you can yeah. You know, drop. Yeah. Uh, during COVID, um, my good buddy, Joel Strozel, um, he hit me up and he's like, hey, my brother's doing a record uh, and he's getting different singers. He's getting singers that he likes on the album. Would you sing on one of the songs? And I was like, absolutely, dude. Anything for you. So uh, Joel is a guitar player in Killswitch and would go way back. So I never met Tyler, but I was like, whatever you want, Joel. I'll do. He's such a sweetheart of a dude. So uh I met up with Tyler just through the internet texting and he sent me the song and I wrote to it and my daughter's on it also, which was super oh, cool. cool. Yeah, she sang on the end of it. So uh, he put out his solo record and um, had all these heavy singers on there. It was cool to be a part of. And then uh, shortly after that, we decided to start writing songs together and kind of put a band together per se of another guitar player, drummer, and then uh, no bass player, but we, we call him Randy because we were running bass through the Randall uh, for now. So anyway, we, we wrote a, a full record. Really? Yeah. And uh, I've been out to Westfield, Mass is where Tyler lives. And uh, well, John Keita also is the other guitar player. And he, I went on my very first U.S. tour with him. He was in the band. Both yeah. Tyler and him were in Diecast, okay. which is a Boston hardcore band. And uh, Ryan Manning, the drummer, he's from a band called Pentagram from out there as well so yeah i leave in uh like three weeks to go record the album oh whoa yeah like real soon i'm assuming metal um yeah it, it is it is metal rock yeah it's not like 36 but it's in the same world yeah. it, i'd say it's a little more um it's 35 it's 34. not it's not as it's not as angry <laughs> yeah or, or maybe it's not as uh like it's not so punishing maybe maybe it's oh, a little bit more interesting m- massaging Oh, if you I will. like that. Yeah. That's just d- different elements that, you know, I, I, it's a little different, which is cool. You know, I, I would, I wanted to do something that was That's different. really fun, dude. Yeah. All right. So I'll back. play you guys some sometime. Well, and you guys, you also have them bones too. Yeah. And that's super fun. I mean, we do like once or twice a year and, and, uh, which is your Alice in Chains cover band for yeah. people that don't know. Yep. Yep. Which I still haven't seen yet. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Alice in Chains? Many times, but not with my favorite guy, Lane. Okay, yes. I've seen him with the newer singer yeah, in Tacoma, I think. Yeah. And my brother in law is a big nineties like oh, yeah. that loves Nirvana, everything. He's like, Oh yeah, you want to go see Alice in Change? I was like, 
do they have a different lead singer? Because uh, I don't <laughs> think he's <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, they have a guy yeah, that sounds exactly yeah. like him. Yeah, he sounds great. He, he, He's uh he's doing his own thing too, yeah, but this like was, if you close your eyes on some of the stuff, yeah. it's yep. damn good. It was one of their, I, I don't want to say it was one of their first concerts with him, but okay. it was real new. This was forever ago, but I was I never grew up on Alice in Chains. I oh, was yeah. always like, uh, you know, they're pretty good. I like Nirvana. If you're gonna ask me, and then those songs, and I was like blown away by the oh, whole yeah. concert. I was like, this mm. is amazing. Yep, and it was it was good. That whole grunge era, like. I, yeah. I feel like I just missed it. Mm, yeah, that was huge for me. Yeah. Like, um, I couldn't get out of this town fast enough when I graduated high school. Like, right. I wanted to go to Seattle because it was popping off. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. where it was. To the grunge. And I loved Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Nirvana. I mean, Nirvana, not as much probably, but um, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden were big for me. Yeah. yeah. I just liked it, Nirvana mainly because the guitar riffs were fairly simple yeah. as, as a newer guitar. So I was like, yeah, this is my jam. You know, <laughs> that's a great documentary about them. Um, it's called when, when grunge killed glam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's talking to all those eighties wizard guitar players right. that are just like, that dude can't even tune his yeah. guitar. Like, right. And you feel a little bit bad for them, you know, because basically overnight Nevermind just, came out and just wiped those dudes off the map. Yeah. Like only a handful of them survived. Yeah. Sure. Which is great because I love the '80s rock too, but Nirvana changed the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big and time. It is weird how like just I only know because I played guitar, but just some of the, you know, we get obsessed with like all the technical music and stuff out there, and then you have stuff like Nirvana, and then you had like Blink One Eighty Two, and mm -hmm. it's like these riffs are so easy to play. Why is this the best music out there? Yeah. Well, sometimes the most simple it's stuff the simple is the stuff, best, right? Yeah. And then you like go to Randy Rhodes or somebody, you're like, now that's a guitar. Good, good name drop. Yeah, well, good. Everybody knows Randy, Randy Rhodes, Rhodes, man. I hope so. I would imagine so. Um, I, that, uh, that leads me to another question too. So, like you, you talked about, you know, Metallica, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Um, what got you into metal? Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah, my sister. My sister was more into like female punk bands, like Blondie, mm. and uh, you know, um, well, she loved Duran Duran, and those kind of bands were coming out of her room. But I didn't really love that. But mm. in fourth grade rat out of the cellar came out and I don't know how I got that tape, but that tape is still to this day. One of my favorites. <laughs> I love rat. And so, and that turned me on to like twisted sister and quiet okay. riot and Cinderella. And then junior high came. Well, even Bon Jovi slippery when wet came out in sixth grade. That was a big <laughs> record. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I went to I see it. journey at the Sullivan, that was my very first concert, actually, oh, a real big concert with the original lineup. Yep, uh, yeah. with my aunt, she took us, and um, I didn't know anything about Journey, but that was amazing, especially, right? Especially, so, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I think it just all steam rolled from there, just yeah. the rock and roll thing, and then Metallica. I heard that summer between seventh and eighth grade. I I can remember uh, when I got into heavy metal was through Demon Hunter. Of yeah. all bands, mm -hmm. really? Yeah, uh, um, because I went from I mean, because it was we were only allowed I was only allowed to listen to Christian music, yeah, right. And so of course, like you know, we'd push it, but then I didn't know 
other bands. And so my friends would be like, oh, dude, here's a new, this new band or this new band. And so one of my friends, his name is Daryl Howard, and he listens to the podcast. Thank you, Daryl. Um, he like was like, you got to hear this new band called Demon Hunter. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with them, right? Like my throat is an open grave, yeah. whatever. And then great lyrics. And so this is kind of this is kind of the fun time because it's like then I moved to Alaska where I didn't want to move to. I didn't want to leave my home, right? And you were out in New York. Yep. Yep. And it came up here. But it, what was really kind of cool is their album, and I think it was their second album. I think they only did like two or three albums with Jesse Sprinkle. Um, yeah. Aaron's Aaron's brother. Yep. Uh, you were on it. Mm-hmm. Summer it, of Darkness. Summer of Darkness. Was but the name was of the, it the second album? Or the third, it doesn't really matter. I think but it like, was the second. That was like right when we moved up and like that album dropped. Mm-hmm. And that, because I was like, I can't be a musician up here. Like I <laughs> wanted to be down there in New York. Yeah. And it actually made me like start accepting Alaska yeah. to be able to make music too. Because I was like, well, shit, this guy's on Demon Hunter's record and he <laughs> lives here? <laughs> Absolutely. So that was a really cool like tie. Yeah. And, then, and you were like, I remember because we talked about that because I told you about that and you were like, dude, they put me up and like, man, I was in the penthouse, man. (laughs) That whole uh, solid state tooth and nail. Well, I guess it's more than tooth and nail, but tooth and nail had this amazing high rise where the studio is down below. And then there's like uh, the next street down is like their garage where there's all the merch, all the CDs of all the bands. And then there's all the, guys on the computer doing graphic design. Oh, so cool. Uh, invisible creatures in there yeah, too. They were, yeah. They what were, were they called before invisible asterisks, creatures? Asterix. Asterix. or something, yeah, like, something, something like that. that. Asterix. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, anyway, yeah, I was on that roof all by myself. Oh, so just wishing cool. I knew somebody to come <laughs> check this out. Cause it was, cause that was before cell phones. You couldn't really take a picture. And post yeah, it on wasn't, social media. I, I, I probably didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. I remember just hanging out up there and, uh, Brandon, uh, at Ebel, right? Brandon Ebel, he owned the label. Yes. He brought me up there and he's like, Hey man, that's the name I haven't heard. It's all, you know, stay here. I mean, there's bunk beds everywhere and bedrooms and pool tables. I mean, oh, it was like man. where the bands would live when yeah. they record there. And Starflyer 50, I think, oh. was recording at that Starflyer time. Starflyer 59? 59, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they were there because I watched some of their tracking. But anyway, um, he's like, Whatever you do, man, you know. Your house is my house. My house is your house. But don't so throw cool. a party. And I'm like, dude, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> I wish I did. But uh, so I remember just sitting on that deck in the morning, uh, watching the sunrise, and it was just killer. That's so much fun, yeah. dude. Yeah, they uh, were there. That was interesting. That's the first time I was really around dudes that didn't cuss. Oh, they don't cuss at all. Well, they may. They I can't remember if he does now. That's I, fucked I, up. I, I, I see. <laughs> Ryan, I see Ryan from here and there, but. Uh, then they would be like, man, that's the shins right there. Let's kick it in the A's, boys. They'd say stuff like that. <laughs> that's like shins. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you. Yeah, they were uh, they were pretty uh, tightened down. Kyle, yeah. yeah, Kyle will go up to the edge, and then, then he'll be like, you, you know, just go up to him and be like, you mother father. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they drank beer. Oh yeah! So that, we were then, I, like then a, I felt like the playing field was okay. A more yeah, it was like a no-no. If for, that was wine, it's okay. If my parents would have known that I was <laughs> yeah. listening to guys who drank beer <laughs> yeah. back then, woo-wee. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, of that early because you and I had the same experience mm-hmm. where my parents were like, no secular music, yeah. wow. metal, 
Um, cause I was like, I want to listen to metal. Like yeah. I, I was listening to K well and stuff like that. And they were like, Oh, you, you know, dirty, you're pushing you dirty boy. But I remember naughty, my, naughty. my little secret was Kazaa where you download yeah. all the stuff. I downloaded Bear Sli- Share first Slipknot album. Yes. Yeah, dude. And boy, oh boy, would I come home from school at three o'clock, turn on Age of Empires 2, <laughs> and I would pump that yeah. Slipknot album. That, that's a yeah. video game? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like a st- roll, or uh, real-time strategy. School, and I'm yeah. like, you know, clicking here, and it's like, uh, what, wait, wait and bleed, movie. wait and yeah. bleed yeah. and stuff. Oh, yes. And my sister's like, what are your mom's going to kill you if she hears this. And I would just have, yeah. I got two hours till she gets home. Leave me be. <laughs> and it was just, it is funny. Out. I do remember speaking of that album. I remember listening to that because I, I did the same Sick. thing. Bear share, oh, yeah. wire. I would just download as much as I could get my hands on. Oh, and, yeah. uh, the song, if you're five, 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 then, yeah, then I'm, I'm six, six, heretic, six, anthem. six. Heretic, heretic anthem, heretic anthem. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. I remember listening to that. And so, you know, my dad worked at a Christian camp and then I would do the dishes. <laughs> and so I had a little, you know, a little MP3 that you could put like 30 songs on or something. Yeah. And so I had that song and I just remember just being so angry, yeah. dude. I'm like a 14 year old Ten, just being like, nine, eight, <laughs> seven, dude, yeah. six, 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 five. Oh yeah. And like yeah, people da, 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 were just da, da, like, don't da, 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 bother Stephen right yeah. now. Like he's in his own. He's talking world. to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> my my parents weren't super religious, but I I remember coming home from hockey camp, and I had gotten I had dubbed a tape of Metallica live uh, day on the green. Oh yeah, so. I've seen the videos now a lot of that, but I had that cassette. Oh yeah. I remember I had a pretty good stereo system in my room, just cranking it. And he's, it's live. So he's talking to the crowd and stuff. And he's like, how the fuck we doing friends? Stuff like that. And my dad came in and he's like, what are you listening to? I was like, this is a band called Metallica. And he's like, listens for a bit more. And he's like, Better not let your mom hear that. <laughs> Closes the door. <laughs> Which is actually funny because a bit later I went and saw Metallica, went to the show at the Sully, and then a week later my mom goes, "Hey, did you did you see a band called Metallica?" And I was like, my ears were still ringing. Like a week later, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like "What? Yeah." She's like, "I heard they're Satan worshippers." I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what that is, but they were awesome. <laughs> Whatever that is, I'm somebody in my mom's it. work said that they were evil. And, yeah, you know, it, well, and how it went. Okay, so that show because I just read this. It was a uh, uh, the ADN just <clears throat> put out an article like talking about like the music history. Yeah, of I Anchorage. read that. It's great. And David Reamer, right? He does all those. Yes, he's awesome. And it was really well written, and I didn't realize that. So. Since you were there, I'm kind of curious. Like the speaker yeah. caught on fire. Yep, I saw it with my own eyes, but I did hear that that happened at a lot of a lot of uh, other shows. So I don't know. Not specifically it's like just Metallica. Metallica. Nope. But they at Metallica's shows oh, and oh, other oh, cities. So, so they're oh. playing so damn hard. They're putting the speakers on fire, kind of like a shtick. But I don't know. But it oh, definitely happened gotcha, gotcha. in Anchorage. But I've heard over the years it happened to other places also. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, the, so, but the guitar solo did, did it. It didn't fall down. It was just on no, no, no. Fire. The speaker was on fire up there. And you remember how you can get on like a, at the Sully. They yeah. got like walkways the, up there. The, the, yeah. Some mm-hmm. dude was up there with a fire extinguisher, put it out. Oh, they were wow. trying to. A British guy was like yelling at everybody to get back, like he was the tour manager kind of thing. Thinking back on it, it almost seemed movie A little gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, mean, but that would be... But that's sweet. That would be really cool. It was, that, it was something cool. you and won't forget. And they didn't stop. They came back and they, played more, and it was badass. like, yeah, they're starting fires. <laughs> and what was it that they, they flew up all of the sound equipment? They, they were saying something like 300 grand oh, of yeah, equipment. Yeah. Up here. I know they I had just, the... Um, 
what is it? The scales of justice. Which oh is, yeah, the big one. They ha- and she yeah. falls apart. Yeah, and that they brought, they brought, that, brought up? that up. Yeah, oh, oh dude. Yeah, that's one thing I'm always like. I saw Molly Crew, which I was really excited about. I spent a lot of money on I didn't Molly see Crew. That. I missed it, but I was like, they were supposed to like what I heard because that's why I wanted to spend so much money. Was like, you know, they were supposed to bring the roller coaster, the, uh, like all that kit, stuff. Drum set. Yeah, yeah, and then so I was like, oh man, this is gonna be so much fun. And you get there, and it's just like a, you know, thirty lights. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, productions. What? That's definitely hard to get up. That here. is one of the bummer things about being up here for shows because like you do see those bigger bands and sometimes they're great, but it's just like the production isn't there. Yeah. So it's like, that's something I would love to see. Uh, the chili I, peppers brought that wall that of show. LEDs and it was pretty show. sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to both of those. Was it like a, the like now? Cause like now it's like every church has yeah. like an LED wall. It was like now. the first time I'd actually ever saw <laughs> yeah. it when they came and they were like 50 feet in the air yeah. and a full, movie oh, theater backdrop cool. so th- that actually probably was a lot to ship up too yeah because <laughs> every freaking i don't know if we had that here locally back then yeah probably not yeah well anything else kyle i feel like we've covered a lot of history yeah. with rock music in alaska like i said i mean it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast because like i was thinking back just a little bit ago while we were talking about that i was like that 36 was the band that i was kind of like yeah. listening to that my parents were like well, they're local, right? How bad could they be? Yeah. <laughs> like they can't be dumb. Yeah. Satan worshippers no. from Alaska, you yeah. know? And so it's, it's just cool how it's gone full circle. We played yeah. a show together in Portland yeah, at yeah. the Bossa Nova ballroom, yeah, yeah. I think with, yeah. mm-hmm. and then just a lot of the people that we've met. It's just funny how everything comes full circle sometimes in yeah. the music yeah. scene. And yeah, it's yeah. just sweet. Yeah. You've, you've helped my band out. And I remember seeing you guys for the first time at club millennium, uh, man, oh, yeah. way back yeah, yeah, when, yeah. dude. And that was like, you know, before you guys were. No barricade. No barricade. I remember like there's just Samoan dudes trying to hold everybody up. Big (laughs) big old football players. Yeah. Uh, Dude. Um, Yeah, but you've helped my band. You've helped a lot of bands. You mean a lot to Anchorage. You mean a lot to us. Um, And so thank you for coming on this podcast and shooting the shit with us and talking about the past, the present, and the future. And uh, we're very excited for you. And excited to have you on this podcast. So thanks again, man. Thank you both. Appreciate both of you guys. And there you have it. There is our episode with Brock Lindo. You got to hear some tour stories, the start of 36 Crazy Fists and all the bands he was a part of before. He was a part of a band called The Hessians, and I said something about it being Russian, and I had to remind myself that that was German soldiers during the Revolutionary War. It was a long story, but <laughs> I hate sounding stupid, so of course I had to look it up and find out I was wrong. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I love about having guests on here is because I find myself biting my tongue more because I'm like, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid to them. Don't say anything stupid. You don't want to look stupid. And so, but every once in a while I let something slip. And so of course it's going to happen. Um, but very excited. I'm very thankful to Brock for coming on today. Um, you know, it, it took me back to when my band toured with them in the UK and it just flooded myself with memories and good times. And now that he's like doing the K whale thing and he's doing concert promotion and like we, that's no joke. If you don't know, if you don't live in Alaska there, he's doing so many concerts um, promoting wise and organizing wise in every week of the summer. It's been insane. I, I, I can't remember exact number, but he's just doing a killer job. And it's really cool to see him go from like, you know what? Okay, the music thing, like, you know, that's not like 
what I want to work on right now. And so I want to focus on other endeavors. And it's kind of like the entrepreneurial mindset, right? You have one thing, maybe it doesn't pan out, or maybe it's just like you don't want to do it right now. You focus on other things. And so it's really cool to see Brock kind of doing that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of the guy. Yeah, he has he's dabbling in a lot of things. Now, as always, we want to give you just a couple things to do at the end of the episode. We want you to go to at Go Fix Yourself Podcast and on Instagram, check us out, follow us, send us a message about the episode, what you liked, what you didn't like, maybe even some guests that you would love to hear yeah. on here. And also you can go check out some of our pictures of our dirty stashes and our duck lips and all sorts of things that we're posting over there. Steven's doing a really great job giving you guys some content to eat into in between the episodes. Yeah. And I'm excited too, because we will, um, if you've been following this podcast, we, we did video podcasts for a while and just trying it out. Um, But being a filmmaker, both of us, it's kind of like, I'm like, I want it to feel good and look good and everything and have a space a set a studio where we can just keep it set up and so we are actually in the process of doing that right now and so eventually we will have all of these on youtube so you can watch it not as not only just listen to it so we're very excited about that so a lot of things happening over at the go fix yourself headquarters but just you know what follow us on instagram and you can keep up to date but other than that you know what, Kyle? What, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you the next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Stephen will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.